welcome back to episode two of the Kingpin Podcast. Here with me today, my usual four characters. Got JD on my left. Is it JD or Jared? Right across from me? It's Jared. I, I, don't, I don't go by any other Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we're going to say JB today. <laughs> JB <laughs> might stick. <laughs> and I got Junior hey. on the hey, other hey, across hey. from me. And in today's studio, the world-renowned, known in the trailer industry as Arnie. <laughs> ooh, ooh, Lopez. <laughs> What's up, people? We have our service manager for our trailer shop division. And uh, I'm not kidding by world renown. Uh, this guy is well known. So we'll they get into t-shirts. that. Do you he should have t-shirts with his little picture <laughs> on it. The notorious the Arnie Lopez. Uh, that people say is... Uh, Arnie. <laughs> so we're going to take it that way. He's definitely a lot of people's best friend. Yes. Yes. Best, best. Today, one call. He said, uh, Arnie is my best, 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 best friend because he wanted a uh, discount on the work that we did. <laughs> so is that what it is? The The more best friend that you are? the deeper the discount right <laughs> yeah so you just gotta add like 100 yeah. bests in front of it and it's gonna be almost free <laughs> yeah but i know it's i got good customers uh since i remember one bad here and there but uh 99 is good customers everybody good. So i think that's because uh you don't you don't take advantage of them too badly too bad <laughs> not just kidding <laughs> Personality, a lot of personality behind it. It has to do a lot with that. I think it has a lot to do with just the fact that you know what you're doing and you've built those relationships over the years. People know they can trust you and that you're very fair with them. That is true. Trust and know what you're doing. If you don't know what you're doing on the industry, where like this industry on the repairs, repairing trailers, we have to know a lot. When they ask a question, you need to have the answer like in a second. And that's when they trust you. If you think about a question, they like, they don't believe in you. They say, well, he's thinking too much. Why are you thinking too much? Ask a question, answer the question. I think that's the best thing for a business. Yeah, I find uh, when I was in the field a lot, that that's exactly what would happen. Uh, people would ask questions and be like, look, this, this is what's going on. This is what I found so far. And it kind of built that trust. And, and that's a big thing with customers, you know, where they be on your back the whole time, kind of watching what you're doing to where maybe the fifth or sixth time you've been out there, they're like, okay, you know, I'll be over here if you need me. And, you know, it's just kind of that, that process. Um, building a customer relationship and going from there. It goes a long way. And then you start getting word of mouth. So then you, one guy treat him well, get him up and going. Then you'll probably have him recommend to all his family. Cause in this industry, everybody knows everybody. So most work comes from recommendations. Yeah. There's, you know, like there's family in our business, yeah. lots of family. And then, you know, outside of here, I mean, it just branches out. So, yeah. So how long have you been doing this? 
<laughs> Since um, yeah, it's union two, break, he's taking a sip, you guys. 2002, and I know the first day that I started working at uh, the first company, it was uh, September 20th. I became U.S. citizen on September 16th and 20th. That was my first day doing what I do right now, fixing trailers for semis, adjusting the brakes, sweeping the floors, and that was my beginning. So you, you pretty much had no experience, though, when you came in, though, right? Nothing. 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 I, I drove the truck for uh, six days, and I quit because I didn't want to be sitting down driving all day, all night. Okay, that's something. Way. That's something I didn't know about you, though. You you actually were a truck driver. Yeah, for six days. For six. <laughs> for six days. Six, six days is six days. Days, you guys. Sitting down, smashing the sofa on the truck is not good. I didn't like no. it. And I still don't like it. So what prompted you then to change from driving a truck to deciding that I want to be a mechanic and, and work on trailers? I didn't know that I was going to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that uh, hired me to drive the semi, I told him I was going to quit because my kids, I wanted to be, uh, spend more time with them. And uh, he said, uh, okay, that's fine. So he's the one that sent me to that company to get hired. I didn't know. He said, you're just going to drive local? That's all you're going to do. And I show up. It was at the company to fix trailers. Hmm. I didn't. That was not my plan. So you 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 went there not knowing that that's what you were going to do. And you just, they said, hey, this is what we have available. Mm-hmm. And you said, I'll do it. Yeah, I was driving the semi, well, the little truck, moving trailers around to different companies when they were fixing them to fix them and everything. So that's that's what I was doing every day. And then I started uh, working on trailers, uh, replacing kingpins, installing lift gates, uh, panels, uh, sidewalls, everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm up to 19 years already. 19 years. Well, that, that, I mean, that's very interesting. That's something I didn't know. And I mean, I've known you for a while. I did. Yeah. Well, obviously <laughs> you did. So for for those of you listening that, that, that don't know. Um, haven't got it yet. Yeah. Haven't got it yet. Arnie is Junior's father. So we were supposed to call him senior, but we were going to uh, call him senior, but everyone Arnie knows him as Arnie. And, <laughs> and I, I think everybody he's knows him as Arnie. Arnie. <laughs> and senior sounds like too old. <laughs> it's yeah. Too old. Too old. He's not that old. No, no. Not, not yet. Definitely not. Um, depends who you ask, but that's, I, I think that's a, com- <laughs> I think that's a common story. Um, amongst people is they, they kind of go out and they're like, well, how'd you get started in this? Well, I, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't even, I didn't even think about doing this. It just kind of, that's true. It's kind of happened. That's, Some things I mean, happen, and this is kind of you know I, I saw a future here, and yeah, you know, I mean that. That's I guess ex- I, when you were young, did you see a future in it or? No, I was working on the fields, working on the fields, and uh, with no papers and nothing, you know. And uh, I told my wife, when I fix papers, first thing I'm gonna get out from the ranch, I'm gonna go to the city. So I came to the city because I thought it was better, and it's better. I started working on uh, uh, rebuilding carburetors. Uh, I starters, uh, water pumps, and all that. That was like like a year working on that, and then this. So from the time that when you when you first started 
getting into trailer repair, right? At some point along the way, you realize that, hey, I'm really good at doing this and not just the work itself, but I think what's the most important thing that people need to understand about you is the relationship that you build with your customers. Because I see you, whether a customer has one trailer or a hundred trailers, you give the same treatment to every one of those customers. And a lot of times they come by even when they don't even have a repair. They just come by to, to say hi, to see how you're doing. That's how my dad has a stock of uh, wine bottles at home. <laughs> it's finally stock. I think that's more wine than uh, Winco Foods Co combined. Yeah, we noticed that a lot. Yeah, that 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 seems to be the gift that they that they bring over to you. You know, just to stop by, say hi, see how you're doing. You know, I know some of them. It's been a while since they've seen you, but to me, that is the most important thing about you is you build that relationship with the customer. Yeah, and uh, on the beginning, you said uh, that I, that I thought that I was good on the repairs. I did thought that I was good, but I didn't think that good. Mm. But relationship with the customers, when they asked me a question, like I told you in the beginning, I didn't know how to fix it, but I need I knew the answer. So on the, when I left the customer on the truck and I went to the office, I was thinking, do I know how to fix this? I got to figure it out now because that was an idea that I had. I was not sure because I only had like uh, six months doing the, the repairs, doing what I do right now. So that made me feel like I knew a lot and I kept it on my mind that I did knew. Now I know a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but on the beginning, it's like a, a student. Mm-hmm. You're learning, learning the process, how to do everything. So... And if you want to be somebody good, it's, you need to know, you need to keep it on your mind that I, I'm good what I do. So then would you say, and, and I'm making an assumption, but let's, let's take the trailer repair aspect out of it, right? Let's take the relationship that you build with your customers. And what advice would you have for someone who is starting out, right? Trying to build a customer base in whatever business that they are. How do you go about building that personal relationship with the customer to get them to come back and want to do business with you? Telling them, telling them the truth on what they want to know. I have different customers, different things, and uh, they go to different places, and uh, they, uh, they get the money from them, and they don't do nothing on the equipment. They say, like, last week I had one, that uh, he came to ask me a question. And I went and looked at his trailer, and uh, he said that uh, that trailer it was aligned a bunch of times. So the first thing that I see is the, the, the bolts on the suspension. And those bolts, they're from 2012. And I told him, this bolts is from the same year that you bought the trailer. The trailer looks like it's a 2012. I didn't see the year of the trailer. And he was looking at me and said, how you know it's a 2012? Because of the bolts that it has. So that trailer has never been aligned. And he was looking at me like, well, they charged me to align it. <laughs> well, I don't want to know names or nothing, but uh, you want to bring it to me and I can prove it to you. If you want me, to, I take it to a shop and I show you this trailer has never been aligned. And he said, no, I believe you. 
that week, I already did uh, three repairs to, on this week. And that was last week. That's the way I think uh, customers trust you and they uh, they come with back with you because you're telling them the truth. And uh, telling them the truth is you convince them that uh, it's the right place to do the repairs that they need. And the right person that is telling them the truth, they come back with them. That's the right person to come back. So then having that honesty with the customer and building that relationship, um, I would say that's that's a key in anything that you do is that without the customer or even a fellow employee or anything that you deal with, if you don't have that trust with them, you can't, you have nothing to build off of. So that's, that's a very important thing. And I think that you, you do that exceptionally well over here. Um, now being that you've been doing this for a while, talk about some of the changes that you've seen in the industry from when you first started compared to kind of how things are now. So as far as any of the technology that helps you kind of do your job better or the difference in the equipment itself compared from the jobs that you were doing in your early years compared to some of the common jobs that you guys are seeing now, or if there are a piece of equipment that really hasn't changed over the years, because if anyone's going to know, it's going to be you. Oh, for me, the equipment is still the same. <laughs> like when I started in 2002, I think it's still the same. It's the same. It's just uh, it makes it easier with people like on parts that uh, they know what they're giving to the mechanic when the mechanic asks for parts because sometimes the mechanics, they just come and replace parts. They don't. Some of the mechanics, they've been working on the on trailers for years and they still don't know the part numbers, so they still don't know what part they need. They need to come to parts and get one guy from parts and take him to the suspension and show him what, exactly what he needs. It's still the same thing. It hasn't changed. Nothing has changed. Yeah, and I, I, and I think that's, that's an important thing to talk about because, you know, we deal with that every day over here, and it, it spills over into dealing with customers that maybe aren't even here for repairs but are just, you know, walk up to the counter um, that, that need something is that, you know, we rely very heavily on, on each other because there's a lot of things that go on that, like, I'm inexperienced at. So I can draw on your experience or even the mechanics that you've trained in the shop if I have a customer that comes up that says, hey, you know, I, I, I need this part. I don't know what it is. All I know is I need it. If it's something out of the ordinary that we, we don't deal with every day, I know that I can go to you, I can go to your mechanics, and you guys are going to know enough to for us to be able to get the customer what they need and vice versa too you know like you said your your mechanics may not know exactly the part number that they need but they know that that they need this so as far as the parts department and the counter guys um i think for the most part they work very well together and they complement each other i mean we always have the times where you know you don't know you don't know everything and you can't sit here and say that you do know everything because I don't. I do. You don't. Well, maybe, Junior, maybe you do. Maybe you do. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know everything. Standard answer for me is uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, give me a few minutes. I'll, I'll, fi- I'll figure it out. Yeah. And, and I, it and works, I, though. It does. It does. And I think that's kind of what we do. I mean, even with the Tyco parts and stuff like that, I mean, I rely on him a lot. You know what thing that I... 
But I think it makes it easier for parts department, like uh, selling parts for traders. Have a guy that uh, when he sees the part, he don't need to ask for a bin number. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's it, key. It, yeah, If you have a guy on parts, just looking at the part and said, uh, you know what? I know what you need. Mm-hmm. And uh, not, uh, let me have the bin number. Yeah. And you're going to go with the bin number. I said, well, you know, I got this one. And they still get the wrong part. Yeah. Even with the bin number. So I think for you to have a better business on something, you need to know exactly what's what you need mm-hmm. and how to, uh, when you see the part, you say like, I know what he needs. Yeah. I went to a place. I'm standing up online. And they're asking for a bin plate. It has a, it's a, a, door, a door frame aluminum piece that they needed and i said well you have a bin number uh no do you have this no i just need this pieces for a, a door for a, a utility let's say utility trailer and i told that guy hey this is what he needs oh uh who are you no just give him the part this is what he needs and they went and got it but uh those parts guys if they don't know what they're selling uh, they need to learn something that is. And, and I think that that's a key thing is that if, if you have a customer, whether he comes in for service or whether he comes in for parts or, you know, the guys on the road that break down, whether they work for a company or an owner operator, right? They want to come into a facility that they know that they can go to service, they can go to parts and they're going to be taken care of, right? The parts guy or the service guy is going to say, Hey, not a problem. Let me figure out what we can do for you. Whether they have a sample, whether they not, it doesn't matter, right? I mean, they just take care of what the customer's problem is and the customer doesn't have to worry about it. And I think that that's one of the key things that we keep going back to for you that's made you so successful over the years is that you don't need to have all the pertinent information in order to get a repair done, get a guy back on the road, to get a piece of equipment back out there making money for a company. I think that's that's a very important, very key piece of material right there. You know. Yeah, that and uh, not making them wait too much. Because it's like anything. You go to a store and you're online, you get tired being online. So you want them to help you like right away. Same thing with the customers. I get a lot that way. Today I had like maybe 10 of them. They needed to go. They needed to go. So I was helping the mechanics. And getting those jobs that uh, they, it, it's going to take longer, let's say a job that is going to take a week, we can get a mechanic from that side to put it on the one that it needs to go today. And that's another key for to have the customer in your shop because they're going to say, you know what, let's go with this guy because as soon as we get there, he gets somebody to work on it. If they go to another shop and tell them, oh, just park it on that side, I don't care if it's loaded uh, we get to the trailer when we have time and sometimes they don't have time all day because they forget that equipment was parked on that side exactly you you got to make sure that the downtime for a piece of equipment is the shortest possible within the realm of hey i have to do this job right it's going to take me so long to do it so it goes back to being honest with the customer like you're wanting this and so many hours and the reality of it is that it's going to take me a lot longer than what you think. So being able to convey that to the customer and talk to them and for the customer to have the the trust in you that when Arnie says, Hey, look, 
this thing's going to take two days. He knows that it's really going to take two days and that it's not just you trying to put it on the back burner so you can get other jobs in front of it. Um, and I think that kind of goes for all the different departments too, because you know, for, for the most part, I think we all kind of feed off of each other. I mean, I know junior, you have certain customers that both of you guys, you know, deal with and by being able to kind of attack a, um, a specific product from both sides, whether it's the truck side of it and the trailer side of it is that I feel like that, you know, you guys really complement each other in the different things that you do. Yeah. It's hard sometimes though, because I got to keep up with him. It, it is and, true. And it is not easy to keep up with Arnie. No. And I got to make sure that he sometimes tells me what he got going on. Cause if it's the same customer, then he's like, well, why aren't you as fast? Why can't you get this done? But I don't have 12 mechanics. I only got two under my name. That's true. But but he does always push all of us Correct. in order to be better than what we think we can do, right? Yeah. Not being complacent. And that's an important thing that we, we get talk that, about all we get, the time. We get the speech of, well, I used to do this by myself, and I was my own parts manager, <laughs> and I ordered my own parts, and I used to go pick them up. This, this is kind of the <laughs> talk I've had with several people about applying yourself and and just getting better every day. And, you know, some of them you can just see it goes over their head, but when you apply yourself, you know, doors are going to open and and you're going to move up the ladder, you know. When there's space available, they're going to say, hey, you know what? What do you think about doing this? And you never know when that day's going to come. Yeah. And a lot of people are just like, ah, oh, my boss is a jerk. This job sucks. <laughs> well, but I'm hearing I'm hearing Arnie. I, I mean, how long did you work on trailers before you you started in like the management role? Six months. And, and I know, <laughs> I I know you've told me about like um, in a, a previous employer how how they kind of didn't want you to be a manager because uh, my uh, accent. Maybe uh, I didn't qualify for uh, mm. because I didn't have college. I didn't have no school. So they said, no, you don't qualify. Yeah. And, and we've had conversations and I, I feel like that they thought that you weren't capable of doing the job. Yeah. You know, but what, I did, I did it for, you uh, definitely are for five years by myself, mm -hmm. but yeah. you were doing it just yeah. for somebody else yeah. and kind of like making your boss look good. Right. Yeah. And your they, boss probably lasted there longer there than and, he should have. And, and getting paid more. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, I think he's still there. <laughs> you know, and, and then I, I don't qualify to do the job, but uh, they hire somebody that they have no experience, and now I got to train him? Yeah. Uh, it don't make sense. I got to train somebody that qualifies. So for me, it was just like, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to train. If he qualified to do I don't qualify to be a manager, so I'm not going to do it. And I didn't train him. Yeah. I, so uh, so when, when you came over to this side, to uh, another company to open the repair shop. How long did it take for you to get your first mechanic? Uh, two weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks. And how long did it take for you to get busy where you got no time for anything else? Uh, <laughs> it, it was when, when you, uh, you started. Know, the, the, when I started. When yeah. you started. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I was here and I remember that within, I would say, you know, a matter of a week, two weeks, three weeks, all of a sudden there were guys pulling in that were like, you know, normally I was going out and I was talking to the customers and I was wanting to know, hey, what is wrong 
with your refrigerated trailer that that we can fix. No, and nothing. They, and yeah, and they and looked at you and said, "Where's Arnie?" Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly what I got. They want to know where Arnie was at. Yep. They had other issues, and it, it was very interesting to see that transition between we were a company really focused on, you know, fixing refrigeration trailers, and that's what we were accustomed to. Then when you came in. Now there was this whole other side of it that we really didn't know existed at the time. You And in those days, I mean, we were like capable or replacing a burnt out light or something like that, but on nothing like day. we can do on now. a good day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On a good day. You know? Yeah. I, I remember when I started working for you guys, a customer told me, um, you know what? Since you came into this side, it's been a month and on a month, there's no pigeons on the building. <laughs> <laughs> that's true because there used to be a lot of pigeons in that mm-hmm. building and it became a lot busier it became a lot lot busier you brought in mechanics um you brought in pretty much most of the parts guys you helped build up the inventory i mean you really started from nothing when you came to work for us and only contacts it, yeah that, that that's pretty much it. your contact it, I, yeah i i remember you were doing work uh, out uh, out the, there, you'd bid the job, you'd go do the mm-hmm. work, and then first customer that I call, he told me, Come and get the trailer, you're gonna replace wheel seals, brakes, escam bushings, uh, bearings. And I just like stay quiet, like, How am I gonna do all that by myself? And then uh, I did it, I went and picked up the trailer mm-hmm. because uh, we have a somebody didn't want to let me use his driver mm-hmm. so i got my class a i got on the track i went and picked up the trailer brought it to the shop take it apart put it back together and took it back the mm-hmm. same day i went to pick it up at seven and then i came back uh i got a lot of calls from a lot of customers send it to voicemail i'm gonna send him my message send it to voicemail uh where where we if if let if, me just ask what's your record phone calls for a day for a day <laughs> I, i'm curious 144 144 i'm trying to get there that's, mine's only like 78 right now 144 <laughs> that's not including emails uh including messages mm-hmm. helping the customers and helping the mechanics i hope mm-hmm. i never get there <laughs> <laughs> so i had somebody uh, say that uh uh, I don't know what kind of business you're running. If you want to know what kind of business I'm running, come and walk with me one day. Exactly. You know exactly. That way you have an idea what what I'm doing. You mm-hmm. know, it's a lot. It is. It it's, is. It's it, it, it's a lot because, like we said, is that it's not just you're not just overseeing and assigning jobs to mechanics and then you know hey this guy's got that and then I move on to the next thing. I mean, you're you're basically the hub for all of the trailer repair and all of the customers. I mean, I know you give us a lot of leads, you know, for for parts and things like that. So um, it is a lot. It's it's more than what people understand. So if you are ever any of our listeners are calling Arnie and he's not answering his phone, trust me, it's not because he doesn't want to talk to you. Probably answering another hundred and some phone exactly. calls. Exactly. <laughs> he's he's generally busy doing some stuff. But with that being said, I know that we have been working very diligently on getting you some help um, so that you don't have to deal with all those 144 phone calls that you receive 
all the time. Um, so but, hopefully yeah. in the future, you'll be able to trust and rely on some other people that Arnie has kind of been taken under his wing um, and training and getting to that point to where they can handle customers, maybe not in the same manner as you, because let's face it, none of them are going to be you. But knowing that Arnie is the guy that's making sure that these people are taking care of me no different than he would. How many calls you said you got in a day? Today, I, I was not busy. Um, no, no, no. Your record oh, right I, now? Uh, 144. You're going to average that out and see how many? I'm going to see about how many uh, in an eight-hour shift that okay. was. This may take a whole episode for Junior to figure this no, out. No, I just so did the math. It's 18. Eight, eight, <laughs> I'm, I'm 18 shocked. I'm shocked. In a damn hour, man. Come that on. Was, that was relatively <laughs> quick for you. you, you if know, you divide that into 60 minutes, let's see. It gets 0. 0.3. So you get hey, don't, <laughs> don't even start pushing yourself there so, because no, it's, it's just going to end up every, bad for Every you. phone call averaged at least three minutes. Hey, today it was kind of boring for me. I have <laughs> 47 calls. Only 47. Yeah, only 47, 47 and only. it was boring. And you were concerned. Yes. I was working on trailers, replacing wheel seals, replacing uh, tires, brakes. So he averaged about six phone calls, 5.875 phone calls. Uh, Ooh, look at the big brain on June. <laughs> hey, dude, uh, That's my son. Google Google has a really good calculator. <laughs> I gotta do is divide this shit. <laughs> yeah, um, but I know I uh, I try to keep my customers happy with uh, everything, mm -hmm. especially on service. I think for the best thing to have a business running good is the manager needs to be aware on everything that is ha going on in the shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the mechanics, with the customers, and in the office. And I think I, I'm gonna I'm gonna chime in on this one a little bit. I want to say one of the biggest things that our mechanics here have made them thrive a little more is the fact that the management here gets involved in everything. True. True. Uh, everything. So if some, I mean, if some simple, they get involved just to help out, save some time, and. Yeah, there's. I, I gotta say, I, the mechanics respect that. Yeah, and and I I think we're getting at is that just because Arnie is a manager doesn't mean that he's afraid to roll up his sleeves and you know get dirty with his guys. So they have that mutual respect that hey, I'm working for a guy that's willing to do the things that he's asking me to do. He's not just saying hey, you need to do this or do that, and then you know forgetting about him. Is that he's right there side by side with his guys. If a job needs to get done. He's willing to step in there and put some skin in the game and also be the guy getting it done. So, like I said, if if you're if you're calling him, if you're coming in looking for him, trust me, he's here, he's working, he's dealing with another customer, he's doing a job, he's dealing with his employees. I mean, he's a very busy man, very popular, but um, you can always rest assured that he's always going to have your best interest at mind when he is working on your piece of equipment. Except for when he's on vacation. That is true. <laughs> yeah, it's hard that to get true. it. It's, but it's still not hard to get a hold of him. No. Because yeah. then so I, get, I get my mom texting Well, he me. only answers your phone calls when he's on vacation. Well, well I answer Because I, I get my mom calling me. She's like, uh, can you go do this? Because uh, I'm trying to get your dad to relax and they won't leave him alone. <laughs> so That's uh, <laughs> a vacation fault. that I had. I was doing estimates. I took a bunch of copies of the estimates. So I was doing estimates. And I took a picture and sent it to the customer. <laughs> hey, it works. It works because I got 
I got the jobs. Yeah. And right you now, gotta, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Because we were running out of jobs. Mm. And he was only gone like a week. That's true. Well, that's what happened people, the first people, time. People won't mm-hmm. come see you. They're like, hey, go no. see my son. No, we'll just wait till you come back Monday. Uh-huh. And I so remember they, that. So they don't even want to talk to they you. They want to me. talk to your old man. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it kind of it kind of hurt my feelings a little bit because can't come Monday. Couldn't even drive in the damn yard. And we all know how sensitive you are, Junior. I'm very sensitive. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> just <laughs> like you. Just like you, Jerry. We're very sensitive. I'm here. only sensitive on the outside. <laughs> I, I came into the shop Monday after my vacation oh no actually it was tuesday came in and the yeah, yard he was gotta unload his bags on monday yeah i gotta uh, wash <laughs> and iron my clothes and, uh i think you but, lost the iron this morning yeah. <laughs> uh, this one actually was under my table. no i think it sure looks good today <laughs> yeah, wrong little, with i look chubby with this one i think the shirt is too small <laughs> <laughs> is it the shirt if you're, you're <laughs> hey if you're fishing for a compliment you're not gonna get it from <laughs> me all right no, but uh, when I went on vacation, came back Tuesday, the yard was empty. There was nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the base, there was three or four bays empty. And they look at me, the mechanics, and the, you see them on their face. Like you worried. said in the beginning, if the manager gets involved with the mechanics, uh, helping them, uh, treating them right, uh, working with them, they see you good. If you need help, they help you. And they saw me, and this is like uh, look, when the baby looks at the dad when it comes from work. They said, "Oh, you're back." I guess they they get all happy. Yeah. What do you got for me? Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> we didn't have. <laughs> we have would you bring me? Seven yeah, o'clock. Would you bring me? Eight o'clock. We didn't have no parking spot on the yard. Yeah. There was like uh, uh like uh snipers just watching me when I walk into the shop. As soon as I walk into the shop, <laughs> for me it's a big blessing. Yeah, that it they was like trust a, me. A mass text. He's yeah. here. He's <laughs> yeah. here, guys. He's, guys here. he's back in Fresno. <laughs> <laughs> One time I went on vacation. That, well, not vacation. The meetings to um, Jamaica. Oh yeah, on the cruise. Mm-hmm. The first time that we went. That's mm-hmm. difficult. It's uh, no. One uh, uh, the girl in the office called me and said, "Hey." We don't have nothing in the shop. The guys are cleaning. I mean, we don't have nothing to clean. I was able to send people home early. Yeah. Actually, yeah. probably good. Cause, yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, the shop cleaning. right now could use a good cleaning. Yeah. I'm so. going to hire one just for that. <laughs> and uh, it was, uh, she called me uh, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I told her, don't worry about it. Let me call somebody. So I called my customers. I said, hey, take the word to the shop. Don't worry. I, I give you the bill when I get back. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, can you do that? Yeah, don't worry about it. Just take the trailer. Let's work on it, and uh, I get you the bill when I get back. Mm-hmm. Friday, I called uh, I called the, the office and said, hey, how you on work? They said, well, everything is full right now. We got too much. We don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> so they went from not having anything now to all of a sudden having way too much for what they were equipped to handle. But nevertheless, everything got done. You had your vacation, and you came back. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm sweating this winter, though. Why are you sweating this winter? Because he's taking a whole month and a couple of days off. That's all right, though. Yeah, okay. That's okay. You're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the month off, too, though. I'm going to tell you why it's okay. <laughs> because especially after this interview, I know that no matter what, he's going to ensure that the guys that are working for him always have work. Uh-huh. So why worry about it? Because I do. He just sat here and told us, don't worry about it. Uh, He'll make worry. sure okay. it's going to happen. Let me tell you something. If I don't worry about it, you could tell him not to worry about it too. Then it just right. ain't gonna work. Okay, it so won't. It won't happen. No one worry about it. Uh-huh. It's okay. 
No, because and then, and then he, tomorrow he comes in. Let's say everybody's busy, but one guy finishes and he doesn't have a second job for him. He's gonna be like, "Gotta find him a job." You know, what I got. And he gets worried if the shop is full and everybody has three jobs lined up. If they don't have five lined up, he's I'm, worried. I'm still worried. He stresses out. Mm-hmm. And so that's, when he leaves and I ain't got nothing, I worry. <laughs> I get stressed out. I even want to call some people and I'm like, yeah, yeah they probably ain't going to take me serious because it's not my dad. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. You just need to learn to to um, emulate your father's voice. Yeah. You, you know yeah. why I got so many uh, good customers that uh, before I used to go visit them. Mm-hmm. Now I call them once in a while. But uh, like 90 percent, they call me. I got customers that went with uh, another company. Mm-hmm. They don't use their uh, equipment no more. They still come to the front of the yard. They ask, oh, shit, you're here? They say, yeah, I just came to say hi. Oh, well, hi. They give me a hug and that. There's a customer who said, hey, everything is bad, but uh, just from that side, give me a hug, and I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so so what I, I think we were getting at is obviously we have to do some social distancing right now because of everything that's going on. But even we with that, to. with that, going on your customers are still taking the risk coming out and seeing you because they want you to remember that hey i'm still here right Mm -hmm. and that's the personal relationship that you build with your customers um so now that we've kind of had a little bit of getting to know arnie talk about some of the repairs that you have trained your guys to do and that we are equipped to do here for the different pieces of equipment that are out there. So what I mean by that is you're doing everything from just general maintenance, so bit inspections, to complete rec repairs. Now, for those people that are listening that don't understand or know what a bit inspection is, explain some of that to them and go through some of the real basic things that the guys are trained in the shop to do that's going to benefit whether it's an owner-operator or a fleet. A bit inspection, it's um, it's like a DOT inspection when the, they go to the CHP and they want the equipment to be good. So what we do, we um, inspect the whole trailer, They're starting with the lights, grease the suspension, adjust the brakes, uh, check wheel seals, check the ABS, check cross members for cracks, uh, a missing cross members. Sometimes they hit the uh, cross members on the front with a fifth wheel because they missed the kingpin and they go all the way to the back and boom, it breaks the cross member. So it's missing. If it's missing, it's uh, DOT. They're going to get pulled over and call somebody to go replace it or install a new cross member. So the repairs are more expensive. So little bit that we do and get work from there, from the bit inspection, we get work in the shop. I'm making sure that equipment is running good on the freeway and they don't get a fine. So now let's say, and I'm, I'm, I'm going back to basics here. So you're gonna have to bear with me a little bit. Let's say I'm a new driver, right? And I work for a company or I just bought a trailer and I hook up to it the first time. What are some of the things that I can do just by simply walking around my trailer or paying attention to how it reacts when I drive down the road, they can tell me that, hey, I may need to bring this trailer in to get some repairs done to it or to get some preventative maintenance done to it. So maybe give some advice for those guys that are out there on the road 
that, hey, pay attention to these things because they can really save you a lot of money. The first thing that you have to do is that uh, go around the trailer and see if you don't have no flats. If you have a PSI system on the suspension to inflate the tires, if one is low, the first thing you have to do is turn on the truck, release the brakes on the trailer only, not on the truck, and wait 10 minutes, 15 minutes until the tires get, they get inflated and you can roll. If you don't do that, you're going to have problems with the tires. And you take it to a tire shop, and first thing, they're going to tell you, oh, wow, it has no warranty because they never do. They don't give you, nobody wants to give warranties on that thing. So if you want to, if you're own operator, you need to make sure that uh, you leave the truck running. If you have the PSI, let it run in, release the brakes on the trailer to fill up the tires to 100 PSI. If it's not 100, bring it to me. I put it at 100. I'll save you money. There you go. Right there. Now, I know that one of the most common things that you guys are doing in the in the shop right now is something as simple as lights, right? I mean, just walking around the trailer and looking once your truck is hooked up, I mean, can actually save you a, a lot of headache down the road from whether you're going through a scale or getting pulled over by simply doing that, that real quick visual inspection. Hey, are, are all of my lights working? Um, that's something real simple that, that a guy can do, right? Talk about how easy that is to do. It's easy. You just turn on the lights and go around. And look at your lights. You, <laughs> pretty much, right? Look at the lights. Hey, you like, know what? Though? It's funny that you guys say the, this. It, that is one of the most commonly missed uh, repair. Mm-hmm. And it's the most find repair that our customers come in with. It is. It is. It's also the first thing they're going to check at the truck scale when they pull you in. Yeah, all your okay, lights. Okay, turn on your lights. Okay, yeah. hit your brake. Hit your left turn. Hit your right turn. It's the easiest thing for them to to clip someone for. So by by simply, I think, doing that real quick walk around inspection, I mean, like I said, you, you can save yourself a lot of headache a lot of time, whether you're a fleet or if it's your own trailer. I mean, if you can just get your guys to, hey, no one's perfect, right? Just because we do preventative maintenance doesn't mean that we're going to be perfect. So if you can have someone double checking those things every time they hook up to a trailer, I mean, that's that's going to benefit a fleet as a whole. Um, now, what about some of the ways in, in if, if a customer has a trailer and what are some of the common things that you see that they're bringing their trailers in for that get out of hand, I should say, like simple things, whether it has to do with brakes or door seals or anything you have to do with the trailer. I mean, I don't know. You're the expert. You tell me what are some of the common things that you guys are seeing in the shop right now? Uh, right now, it's been a lot of the wear on the tires uh, because the alignments and uh, they spend too much money on tires. And, uh, and I think that's an easy way to know your trailer's unaligned is looking at your rearview mirror. I, I, I don't know. No, Tom. I'm serious. Yeah. Your, trailer, your trailer will be, your front tires will be on the line. And uh, your trailer tires will be on the opposite side. So, so, so. <laughs> Not necessarily. Now, I, yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I followed a truck the other day that was <clears throat> clearly out of alignment. I wanted to like hand my business card out the window to him. No, but, but <laughs> if you look at a trailer, you'll look at the, 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 the front truck will be mostly on the center. And then the right side of the trailer will be either pulling more of this to the right. Mm-hmm. And you could kind of see it's a little cockeyed. You just gotta, I mean, yeah. and, and you look in your mirror and it might not be obvious, but. 
Well, and sometimes but, it's very obvious. Yeah, and you know that's 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 one thing. I mean, there there could be some inexperienced drivers out there that don't understand those things, right? So they're driving down the road and they're looking in the rearview mirror. How do they interpret what they're seeing back there? I mean, did what does it mean? You know, the most of the problems is is that the suspension out of alignment. Once in a while, they go out of alignment. The most thing is air on the on the tires. A lot of new people they get on the track, and they don't know how to check how to do inspection on the trailers on the track. They just get on the track and they start driving. Even if the tire is a 50 psi or a 60 psi or whatever air he has, if he has air, they don't care. They just keep going. And the problem that they have is that when they come to the shop, oh, this is a brand new trailer and uh, it's messing up the tires. So, Paul, you don't have air on the tires. Put air on the tires. Because uh, they're going to have the problem all the time. And on, uh, like, the companies, uh, they get a driver, a new driver, maybe because they can pay less. And they say, just put him on that, throw him out, let him go to Virginia and come back. They just throw them to the wolves. Yeah. They throw them out there. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but a lot, a lot of people check their tires by by beating on them with a. Yeah. Yeah. What well, I mean, d- does does that really work? Some some of them they do it with the feet. They go kick it. They just uh, kick it. And I've heard radial <laughs> tires. You'll you'll never know if that trailer's fifty percent or. If you kick eight, a trailer a tire. Uh, tire with no rim by itself. It's going to be hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how you know yeah. that it has well, zero? It's, so I asked that question, and I just asked one of our our main tire vendors because he carried a piece of, I think it was rebar, something. He had some weird, he had something in his hand with duct tape. And I wasn't questioning what it was for, but it was to be tires. And he listened for the the echo, and he said the slap of the tire. And I asked him, what do you mean by that? Wait, 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 wait. I want to back up. <laughs> I know. I, I knew it was going to come to this. Okay. The echo of the tire. I guess he says it sounds hollow. And he said, if you smack the tire with that piece of metal or a bat, whatever you're using, he says it'll sound either more of a slap or a thump. So but that's a <laughs> calibrated ear or correct. years of experience. <laughs> well, yeah. and that that is, was what I was going to say. He can, does. Can you emulate? No, I can't. The sound of <laughs> can even, I tire can, for I, can, me? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't because know. Because as far as I know, there is no school with like five tires lined up <laughs> and they're all at different pressures and you go around and you beat them and you're like, oh yeah, that one's at 75 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> no. I just know it. Hey, you just, but you know what? That's a new idea. Maybe we can patent yeah, that one. We got a patent. So start a new tire school. No, you, you I, I mean, we could do something like that and have the drivers that come in be like, hey, you know, chance you could be a big winner. You could get 50% you know, off your yeah. bill. Hey, if yeah. you could get 50%. 50% dang. <laughs> <laughs> what are Even, the odds? We have to do an odds. Arnie almost had a heart attack <laughs> right now. Maybe 10%. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you scared me a little. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Well, 50, I, don't, I don't think uh, they're yeah. going to get it. So, yeah. no, hey, that, that would be a pretty cool thing you, to you, do. You know what? I mean, seeing problems right now. When uh, they uh, get the brakes too hot mm-hmm. and the drum gets hot, red hot, it messes up the wheel, the steel wheel mm. on the tires. You know, then that that is exactly true because not only have you had to deal with stuff on the repair side of it, you know, but us in the in the parts department have 
a lot of times where, you know, guys are needing certain parts to fix that and come to find out the driver, especially when they're going down steep grades is using the trailer brakes all the time to slow a trailer down. And what ends up happening is like you said, is, is that it's not their trailer, right? What do they care? But for an owner that is responsible for the repairs, having to go through the steps to get that fixed and replace everything. I mean, you're, you're basically overheating everything in the axle. We've seen seals, hubs, you know, tires themselves, like just being destroyed from one trip of a guy abusing that trailer. I had one that uh, he was complaining and he wanted warranty on the 20, it was maybe 2015 trailer. Mm. And he wanted warranty because he said, I messed up the brakes and the drums on the even spot. I'm not going on the hill, uphill, downhill, nothing. And I still messing up my tires. So I found out that he was, have, he had wires hanging on the handle. So he had he he had he had the what? wires the the charge cables from mm-hmm. the phone and the his headphones on the handle that you used to apply the brakes on oh, the trailer. Oh no way! So every time the trailer was uh, bouncing, the truck was bouncing, it was pulling the handle with the weight of the wires. Oh, so something it, as simple as just trying to charge his phone or yeah, and uh, wow. it messed up the <laughs> the brakes two times. Now, wow. I I got a good story. And I think it was you that was telling me when you were in school about oh, the guy that brought in his car and they couldn't figure out why it wasn't starting. Yeah. So, so that, that goes back to kind of similar to, to what you're talking about is, um, I, I went to tech school for automotive initially when I was younger and they had a car that was brought in. Um, th- this, this was a, a story that one of our instructors was telling us is, for those of you that don't it, know, it was a student's car, right? Well, yes, or yes. It, it, it just was not in your class. It, yeah, it was not in my class. So, for those of you that don't know, in the automotive world, they have the um, uh, a certain thing called the drivability guy, right? Where you bring your car in, and he pretty much diagnoses it, and then sends it to whatever place that it needs to go, whether it's a transmission or something, you know, really simple. But you have a centralized guy, usually with the most experienced that knows these cars inside now. So the story goes back to similar to what you're talking about, Arnie is they had a student that, that brought a car in and I believe it was his mom's car at the time. And, and they just couldn't figure out why this car was just like at random would shut off all the time. And every time they brought the car in to different dealerships, no drivability guy could figure out, what was going on with this car and they would drive it. They would have it, you know, for a week at a time. And some of these drivability guys would take it as their personal car and, and, you know, go drive it around for a week and they couldn't figure anything out. Well, come to find out is this particular car, the owner had a keychain that was probably six pounds worth of keys and, and just, abstract stuff trinkets (laughs) yeah and 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 what it was doing was it was wearing out the actual tumbler assembly you know to turn the car on and off and the when the owner would use it the car would do it when it would hit a bump and but it would start right back up so it was really hard for them to find out so going back to what you were talking about i mean those are things that an experienced guy 
is going to be able to look at a trailer and say, I know there's nothing wrong with this. There has to be something else going on. Yeah. For me to figure it out, I had to tell the customer, bring the trailer with the same truck that you pull in it. And he didn't want to. He said, no, but that truck is going to go to the shop. I take it to another one. No, 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 no. You take the shop another day. Bring that with uh, today. And he did. I went straight to his truck. And I see the handle. And I see all the wires hanging with the headphone uh, on, that, uh, on the handle. And I said, look, this is the problem. So he had to pay me two times breaks. Same day. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the purpose of that that uh, brake valve for the trailer only? Do you, uh, do you know? or I have no idea. Cause because I, I don't even know why they include it anymore. Yeah. I, 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 I don't I think, think the new trucks has it. No. Yeah. Is, it is it more of a emergency well, brake maybe? Yeah. I, I, I think what Kevin no is, is talking about for, for those people that aren't familiar with the inside of how a tractor trailer works is on the steering column on the truck, it has an extra lever that almost looks like a smaller shift handle that you can engage the trailer brakes with separately from pushing from the tr- tractor. Yeah, from from w- when you push the brake on a tractor trailer, it's going to engage all the brakes. Maybe to help the suspension to slide. I, I'm not sure. I'm I mean because I had another customer call me for a service call, and uh, he said, "Hey, I." Back up on the dock, and now I'm trying to leave, but uh, the brakes on the trailer are locked. You don't release the brakes. So it's okay. So you you didn't do nothing on the trailer? No. Get on the truck. I said, okay. So sit on the steering wheel, you know, and look at the little lever that you have on the right side. Just push it up. And he said, oh, okay, that's the problem. <laughs> it was pulled down. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad I'm not the only one then that doesn't completely understand what, what what that's for. And I'm sure I'm sure that there's a listener out there that's gonna know exactly why they put that there. Please make sure <laughs> that you let us know. because um, I'm kinda with you, Kev. I mean, I don't understand why they yeah. why exactly they they put us there. So if you, there's anyone out there that wants to comment on what that extra little lever's for that engages just the trailer brakes, brakes, please let us know. JD, they can get us on. I know you have all uh, the social we, media. We have a couple uh, spots you could reach us. Uh, first, you can email us at media at tksenkow.com. You can follow our main Instagram page, uh, tksenkow.com. Or at TK Senkow. And then we've just created a Instagram for the podcast. And it's kingpin.pod. Um, you could also visit uh, the website thermalkingca.com. Yeah. And I believe that there's links to, to all those things on there. Um, and Mr. Arnie. If you guys have any questions about repairs, call me. I know a lot. A lot that I can help a lot of people to have their equipment rolling and saving money. Definitely. So if you need to get in touch with Arnie and you're listening to this right now, any of those, um, those, those, that information that JD hit us with on the Instagram or the email address, or even just going to our website for the company, 
if you contact anyone on any one of those sites, you can get in touch with Arnie. So if you're calling him and you're one of the 144 phone calls that he gets every day and you can't get through, you have extra avenues to get in touch with him. <laughs> so please feel free to use those. And uh, Arnie, I want to thank you for coming by and speaking with us for a little while. We know you're a busy man. So thank you very much. Not a problem. And yeah, thank you, Arnie. Yeah. You want to uh, maybe uh, take us out, Kev? Not really. No, not really? <laughs> <laughs> it's just getting good. It, it is just, just the beginning. beginning. It's a three-day weekend. Come it on. Is ju- it is just uh, the yeah. beginning. So, I'm, Arnie, I'm sure this isn't the last time that we will have you on here. But like I said, we do want to thank you. And please let us know if there's anything for listeners out there that you have questions about or want to talk to us about. Hit us up on any one of um, the different medias that we have available. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Campaign Podcast. Today's show brought to you by Thermoking of Central California. For all your trailer service and parts needs, come on down. 2449 South Cherry, Fresno, California, 93706. Give us a call, 559-496-3500. That's 559-496-3500.